Hi, my name is Craig Tim, and I want to thank you for tuning in today. As you know, many of you know at least, that all of these messages are inspirational callings from the Lord God. And he gives these to me day and night and night and day in just the oddest hours. Sometimes it's unbelievable. I don't know how I manage, but he sustains me every single day. Today's message is going to be a challenge to all of us, one that we all have a hard time doing. The title of today's message is The Poison of Unforgiveness. Unforgiveness, as you know, is when you're unwilling or unable to forgive someone for hurting you or betraying you or or, or breaking your trust or just causing you intense emotional pain. And when someone has hurt or disappointed you, your logical response is to think that you're going to hurt them more by not forgiving them and holding on to that grudge. But I want to tell you the harsh truth to that is you're actually causing yourself more pain by holding on to that anger. And the person that you wish not to forgive, they have the subconscious power over you to control you and all of your other emotions after that. And I find that very amazing that I want to hurt them, but when I don't forgive them and I'm stuck on that unforgiveness, they're causing me more pain than they did in the first place. And many of these people, they end up ruining their health and their lives, for that matter, by taking the poison of unforgiveness. Now, the side effects of this poison is resentment and with bitterness. And if you don't begin healing soon, then there's hopelessness and depressions overtake you, leading to your emotional and spiritual demise. It's deadly, folks. So when you get hurt, who should you forgive? You choose to forgive the person who badly hurt you long ago first. A parent, a relative, your best friend who actually is no longer your best friend. Or how about that person who cuts you off on the highway? Now, I have to be honest here a moment. That is one of my challenges for sure. I just cannot stand it when they cut me off. No blinker, just zoom around, cut in front, and they don't even keep up with the speed limit after that. I get so upset. I need help there, that's for sure. How about the guy, or the gal for that matter, who opens their car door and they bang it right into your car, causing this huge ding and just making this ugly scratch? Wow, you're inside. And they just quickly walk off as if nothing has happened. On about their day. You may even need to forgive a situation or or an object. The the post office, when they're late with a very important letter or a a sympathy card or uh, money that you're donating, something like that. Or How about a bank when they make a mistake and they see you don't have as much as you do? A certain store that may have cheated you. Or how about your car that always gives you trouble every single day at something else, nickel and diming all the time? Or maybe it's that person who just rubs you the wrong way every single time you interact with him. You just are not able to connect with that person. See, you need the antidote to purge yourself of all this poison that comes from the bitterness and resentment and unforgiveness. That's what you need.
And it all can begin by remembering Proverbs 4.23. And this says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Unforgiveness is a spiritual filthiness. So you need to get washed in the water of God's word to forgive and keep yourself clean. And when you think you're over it, you actually probably are not. And then you want to pretend everything is, it's okay, everything's fine. But deep inside, you know that something just isn't quite right, don't you? You have trouble sleeping. You can't stop thinking about what happened. You can't seem to move on. The replay of that event in your mind is rolling in a constant loop over and over and over again. And most have a hard time forgiving people, some more than others. And the reason is because many have faulty notions of what forgiveness is in the first place. You may not want to admit it, but sometimes when you're looking to offer forgiveness, what you really want is because somebody else is conceded first. That's what's happened. But what you're waiting for, that may never happen the longer you wait. So how do you know when unforgiveness is still an active parasite inside of you? The Lord wants to look at a few key signs that shows that you're still infected with this poison. You might be experiencing bursts of anger without provocation. Now, if you're struggling with unforgiveness, you're likely bottling it up in your anger. And oftentimes, the person who is the recipient of the inevitable outburst that you're giving, that's not even the person who caused the stress or pain in the first place. They just happen to be there in the, quote, line of fire. That's what happened to them. And then you start replaying that scene over and over again. And you find yourself lying awake in bed at 2 a.m. And then it's 3 a.m. And you look at the clock and it's 4 a.m. And you continue to replay those events over and over and over again. And it happens for weeks or even months. And you know that with each replay, your feelings of sickness and resentment grows. And you have to do something about it fast. And before long, you find yourself fixating so much on the past that you've allowed it to define everything you do. And now who have you become? How about keeping a list of all the offenses? Another key sign. It's not like you're keeping an actual physical list of all the times you were slighted or offended. No, of course not. Well, yeah, maybe some of you do that. Maybe you journal that kind of stuff. I don't know. But most likely it's a mental list we keep. And each time your offender looks at you the wrong way or says something offensive or just ignores you, you catalog that action as part of a long list of offenses that you end up using to justify keeping them trapped in your dungeon. And then there's the gossip, right? Of course, you start talking to friends, you start talking to anybody who's going to listen to you, and it's just a natural way to return the hurt to those who've hurt us. And one of the primaries we do this is through gossip. We may divulge their secrets or spread untruths about them behind their backs. And if you tend to cause harm with your tongue, 
you'd be wise to heed this proverb right here. Death and life are the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. Proverbs 18, 21. See, when you gossip, you're not only doing further harm to your broken relationship. Actually, you know, it's funny how, how much you say behind a person's back always seems to get back to them. And I don't know how that is, but it does. See, you're also endangering relationships with the very people that you're gossiping with. While your gossip may start off as a bonding experience with someone, sooner or later, those people will learn that you cannot be trusted to hold their confidence either. And then soon enough after that, you'll have fewer people whom you can gossip about and even fewer real friends to share those gossips with. No one was going to want to be around a cancer like you at that time. Don't let unforgiveness destroy you. And we all know that's easier said than done. Because I, I, I may not understand exactly what you're feeling, but God does. And I may not be experiencing those disturbing circumstances you're experiencing, but God does. And I may not have the same challenges as you do to overcome, but God has overcome all of them. The integrity of God is found in Hebrews 13.8. And it says that God is the same yesterday, today, tomorrow, and forever and ever. And God wants you to know that his heart for you is the same in the wilderness you might find yourself in as it is in that promised land that he has waiting for you. And the place in the wilderness of impossible challenges you're going through and all the circumstances out of your control seeming so daunting and hurtful to you, this is a place where God is working the most in your life, believe it or not. And it's harder to believe that when you're feeling the way you feel during those times. I know I've been there. And I believe that you have a voice of reason. Yes, you have a voice of reason and grace for those around you who don't understand what they're saying to you or about you. I also believe you have a voice of love and compassion for those that have not received God's mercy. They do not know what true, really, true love really is. Finally, I believe you have a voice of forgiveness for those who do not deserve it. Because remember... Neither you or I deserved it either. And there are many reasons to forgive those who've hurt you. And the first is this. Because God forgave you first. That's right. Forgiving is powerful. And when we choose to forgive those that have hurt us, it releases me from the past. To live with unforgiveness is like tying a big bag of rotting garbage around your neck, let's say. And then you're dragging it with you, wondering why life stinks and you are constantly burdened. Now, this garbage, it, it doesn't care. The garbage is not the person. It is the unforgiveness itself. It has power over you because you won't let go of it. Now, the incident that has affected you, it rules your life because you allow it. Your bag of garbage does not affect the other person in any way at all. It only harms you. And forgiving allows you to be free of the occurrences and find true healing. All of its negative effects can be turned around for good in your life if 
and only if you will just let it go and forgive. And here is a great reason to forgive. Because God asks us to. That's why. He knows it's for our own good. He doesn't want us to stink anymore. That's for sure. Matthew 6, 14-15 says, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. See, we want forgiveness and we need forgiveness. We want to be reconciled to God and to be one with Him through Christ. We can't do that if we harbor unforgiveness. And the refusal to forgive is actually pride. Did you realize that? The refusal to forgive is actually your pride. And are we better than Jesus? Oh, no, of course not. Then why do we act like that sometimes? That's what we're saying, actually, when, when we refuse to give, that we're better than him. He forgave those who betrayed and rejected him. And that being said, we must also do the same. Unforgiveness is actually holding a grudge against someone. It's probably based in hurt, and like me, you, you may believe you're completely justified. However, people who do not forgive become bitter. And what happens to that rotting garbage? It becomes bitter. It stinks, and it poisons whatever it touches. That's what happens to that when you carry it around. Do you feel sometimes like you're a victim? I know I have many times. And was it justified? Yeah, maybe, but maybe not. But I sure feel hurt like I did, and I wanted others to be punished for how they made me feel too. And as hard as it was, I had to decide it was not going to be how I defined myself. Or more than that, I wasn't going to allow the enemy to, to define me in that. But in Christ, I am the victor over every circumstance. My circumstances have been hard, but I could choose to be made better by them rather than more bitter, that's for sure. And when you feel that you are the victim of a horrible incident, you need to find healing and restoration. Who you were has been changed, and it takes time to find that redeemed, redefined person that, 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 that you will be. But more importantly, how God wants you to be. You have the ability to choose what that person's going to look like. You have the ability to end up being the conqueror, the victor over that unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is judgment. I had judged my own father a number of times, and I pronounced sentence on him many times. I was even willing to bring accusations against him before God Almighty. However, as I did more studying about that, the Word has some pretty clear admonishments about doing just that. So beware, don't fall into that trap. Matthew 7, 1 and 2 says, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be used, measured, it will be measured to you. Now, there's no peace when you're in this constant battle with anger and negative thoughts. 
You're a prisoner of the past, and there's no peace there either. Peace only comes in God's presence, and it comes through obedience to him. Isaiah 26, 3. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast, because they trust in you. And Mark 11.25 says, And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them, so that your Father in heaven may forgive you of your sins. You should bless those who persecute you by offering the same love and grace that Jesus first gave you. He calls to bless those who curse us and be a light unto your lives. Remember that once upon a time, we cursed God, yet he forgave us, and he chooses to use even those who have cursed him for his good. Matthew 5.10 Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And Proverbs 11.30 The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who wins souls is wise. Despite all the hardships you face as a righteous person, people around you will see your good works. I'm sure you know that what a person does speaks so much louder than what they say in the long term. The way you live your life ministers more effectively to others than anything else you can do. Your actions speak louder than any words that you could say. That is, uh, that's quite a statement. Because people are always watching. People are always judging your actions. They don't care what you say. They want to see what you do. That is your true heart. Now I know today I've given you a very challenging topic to digest. But God wants you to know how much he loves you. You are so very special to God. And when you hurt, he hurts. And normally we might say that God can change your circumstances, but perhaps today you should be seeking to change the way you perceive your circumstances instead. Instead of asking God to change all those circumstances you don't like, maybe you should change the way that you look at them instead. So God will meet your needs and your desires because he says he will. But perhaps it's not going to be in the same manner that you expect it to be done. So just pause and think about it for a moment. Maybe, just just maybe, that it will be even better than you could ever imagine. Give God the chance to do that for you. We all know that doing life with others is hard. It's very hard. But stand on that. God is in control. He wants you to remember each day that his promises are the same from yesterday to today. And they will be the same to you tomorrow and forever and ever. Amen. And I close with one more, not a comment, a quote. I want to close with a quote. It's from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. You know how long ago that was when he was speaking at the top of his ministry. He says, forgiveness 
is not an occasional act, but it is a constant attitude. Now think about that and hold on to that. A constant attitude. Amen.